it going today, guys? I'm back here live in the studio once again for the episode of Hot Takes TP3 today, September 15th, 2020. It's a Tuesday. It's time for some new NBA series. Um, once again, it's me and Kobe out here. Kobe, say what's up to everybody. Oh yeah, no, it's going to be exciting to see all these new series. I've enjoyed watching the first half so far of this Heat game, so we are recording in the middle of the game, been a busy day today, but let's start things off and talk about a little bit last Friday with the Raptors and Celtics Game 7. Um, what do you think about that game, and what do you think about the series in general? Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, you know, it was it's a tough series because I really thought the Raptors were going to win that one, and you know they had a shot there at the end. Honestly, I would say Marcus Smart was the MVP of that series for the uh, for the Celtics. I mean that he turned his offense up to another level when he hit those five three pointers, and I believe it was game uh, in game two in the fourth quarter. I mean, like he won that game for him. He had the huge block on Powell. I mean, Powell could have put the Raptors in the lead potentially there right at the end. He swatted him off the backboard. I mean, I thought Smart stepped up to the next level though, and I thought that was ultimately what helped. Is like he filled in for Hayward, and so. I mean, if you're Toronto, like you said, you know, you gave them every last thing you had, and they pulled away at the very end. Yeah, you know, I definitely thought that Jason Tatum took his game to the next level, and he really did try to take that next step into being a superstar in the league. You know, he kind of went for, he went from a guy who wasn't even an all-star starter to probably that caliber of player to where he's, you know, in the conversation for one of the 10 best players in the league. Ever since February, he's kind of turned his game up to the next level. I feel like he looked 
more comfortable. He kind of had a sophomore slump, and I feel like he's got his game back on track now. But, you know, that was a really hard-fought series between both teams. I also thought that, you know, Kyle Lowry kind of cemented his legacy into being the player. I've, I've been on the Kyle Lowry's a Hall of Famer train for a long time, and I feel like Kyle Lowry honestly made the statement in that series. He hit some massive shots like that turnaround he hit in end of game six. I don't even know how he made that. Kyle Lowry led the NBA in charges. I mean, he may not put up the monster stat lines, but he lays his body out on the line, and he gets in the paint and does all the dirty work for the team. He might be 6'3", but he's got the biggest heart of any player on the court. Yeah, he disappeared. Yeah, they got Kyle Lowry locked in for one more year on that contract. Um, let's kind of talk about the Raptors moving forward. Um, the Raptors are actually not in a bad spot. So Van Vliet's going to be a free agent, but they're going to have $58 million off their books once that um, Ibaka and Gasol, and Gasol become free agents. I mean, that puts takes a ton off their books. I think they'll definitely re-sign Ibaka. I mean, the, he did a, he did a lot of good work for them this season. He really controlled the paint on defense for them a lot. And he can, he can pop out and shoot the three ball too. So he's valuable in this style of NBA, but also they're definitely going to give a huge contract to Van Vliet. I mean, Van Vliet deserves it. Um, I kind of have a little interesting theory on Van Vliet. I feel like, you know, could the Raptors be a lot like the Spurs where the players are a little bit better in their system? I mean, Van Vliet's good, but I feel like the Raptors system magnifies his skill a little bit. So I feel like they'll pay the right price and end up keeping him around. But the last, the thing I want to say about the Lowry Hall of Famer. So Lowry's an NBA champion, six-time All-Star, All-NBA third team, and he also has gold medal with Team USA. I mean, he's got the accomplishments to go along with the with his numbers. You know, I really think that Lowry's a. I think when it's all said and done, Lowry will find himself in the Hall of Fame. No, we'll just keep going Raptors offseason. So the Raptors this offseason, you know, they've they've don't really have too many big decisions. They already re extended Nick Nurse. I mean, I'd say the Raptors are in another good spot to make one more run. I think this is kind of the last this now upcoming year's gonna be the last year of Kyle Lowry. What do you think?
Nah, he's done. Yeah, he looks he looks really old once they came back from the bubble. He looks like he did not age well in the off in the time off. Oh yeah, I also think they'll look for guys like Terrence Davis and Chris Boucher to play bigger uh, roles on the team next season too. So they got a lot of good guys left on that team. Um, now what's next for the Celtics? Well, they take on the Miami Heat and I believe the Heat are up by like five points right now in the middle of the third quarter. Um, who do you think is about to win this series? Yeah, no, I, I agree with you completely. I personally think the Heat, like, one of my big ways of judging teams is you, look, is you say, look, who's your three best player? What's your big three? You know, that used to be the coveted thing in the league. What's your big three? The Celtics' big three, Kimball Walker, Jalen Brown, and Jason Tatum, in my opinion, is probably the second best big three in the entire Eastern Conference. Then when you look at the, the Heat's big three, I mean, it's Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, and then... Who is it after that? You know, it's not Duncan Robinson. It's probably not Hero. Maybe Goran Dragic. I mean, that's definitely not as good as the Celtics is. Uh, I definitely think the Celtics will be a little tired from that long series against Toronto. But good news is they swept their series before that. So I feel like they should be well-rested. And I feel like the Celtics will end up disposing of them in six games. I really think Marcus Smart's play, once again, is going to take them to the next level. I feel like he's going to be able to get in Jimmy Butler's head and make some big defensive plays on him down the stretch or you know if Drogic is going crazy on him you can switch Smart on him and Smart will shut him down at the end of the game I mean Marcus Smart really is the X factor and also Gordon Hayward could come back at some point in time this series Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, no, I think they'll definitely be closer, more low-scoring games. These are pretty good, two good defensive teams. They're not they're not really trying to look to run and gun on each other. They're more so looking to play a slower style of basketball. Um, let's switch things up and now talk about the Houston Rockets, who got knocked out by the Lakers. Um, it's I, I feel like it's time in Houston to blow things up. I want you to tell me what you think about this. So. The way I look at it, Mike D'Antoni's not coming back anymore. I mean, he made the most of what he could with that small ball lineup, but he basically said that he's done, that he's out of there. Like he he said that he appreciated everything that happened there, but he's not gonna resign there. He's gone. So he said that on the team flight back. Um, the Rockets said today they're gonna keep around Daryl Morey, but I mean Daryl Morey, but I personally think that it's just time to blow things up. They mortgage their future away to get Russell Westbrook. I mean. Westbrook clearly didn't pan out. I think that I could even see maybe James Harden requesting a trade out of there. I mean, it clearly shows it's not going to work. They have really no cap flexibility. They paid pretty much $20 million Derek Gordon as well for the next three years. I mean, they're going to have to re-sign Robert Covington to probably some outrageous deal. I just feel like that the Rockets are done. It's time to trade everybody and get back some of those future picks they gave up to get Westbrook there in the first place. Um, I think they need to go ahead. I think you have to go ahead and blow it up. You know, like I feel like that Westbrook showed that he's not going to change his ways. He's going to do whatever Westbrook wants to do. I mean, he was absolutely pathetic in that series. He was the main reason why they ended up losing that series. I mean, when you look at his stat lines in his plus minuses, he pretty much went negative every single game rather than James Harden, you know, was... He's out there and doing as much as he could for the team. I mean, in that last game, he had 30 points, 12 for 28 shooting. I mean, Russell Westbrook, though, on the other game was 4 for 13 with a negative 23 plus minus. You know, Russell Westbrook did not show up at all. And I feel like that at this point, you got to – I mean, it's almost like you're trying to – it's you know it's it's pretty much like trading Chris Paul like they they had their chance and everything got blown by Chris Paul getting hurt. And then it's pretty much just like at this point that – 
they just like it, it, Westbrook was just like a little like, small fix to a big problem and it didn't work you know I feel like it's time to get rid of the experiment and try something new Hey, well, you know, I just feel like that with with everything that happened, you really had no choice with Chris Paul. You know, you had to get rid of him. Him and Harden obviously didn't like each other anymore. They didn't want to play together anymore. So you had to choose between the two of them. Obviously, you're going to choose James Harden over Chris Paul, and you had to go ahead and split the team up. I think it's time to go ahead and throw in the bag on what they've tried to do. I mean, they even tried to go all in for Westbrook and go to that small ball lineup, which still different work. But let's talk about game seven here a little bit. It's about to take place tonight. That's the Nuggets versus the Clippers. Um, what do you, what do you think is going down tonight? Yeah, I thought the Clippers should have swept them, but look, the Clippers came out, acted arrogant, and the Nuggets straight up punched them in the mouth. I mean, they blew them out in Game Two, Game Three. They came, the Clippers came back and beat them again. Same Game Four, blew them out again. And you know, they they were talking back and forth. Patrick Beverly was saying Jokic was flailing like Luca. Um, I mean, Marcus Morris was hacking at him. You know, the Clippers were trying to be rough and tough with them. And the Nuggets, honestly, they had a backbone and they stood up for themselves. They talked back to the, all the players. And then on top of that, I feel like Paul Millsap in Game Five really set the tone for him when he got in um, the face of Marcus Morris after he fouled him, and both of them got technicals. Millsap went on a little personal. I think it was like 11-0 run, and the Nuggets came back. And next thing you know, they ended up winning the game. I mean, they came back down. I think 19 points at one point in time in that game in the third quarter. I mean, it was crazy. The Nuggets, if my opinion, are coming. I mean, Michael Porter Jr. said that he should have more plays drawn up for himself. I mean, he said I don't necessarily think he went about it the right way, but. 
you know, the Nuggets, they really show they have a backbone. And, you know, they kind of, I feel like they came together as a team here. And, I mean, I think they're a scary team. And I've been saying it. They're the next dynasty to take over the NBA. Just wait till Bull Bull. These other guys are ready to go. They're going to get Millsap's massive contract off their books and have some cap flexibility. I mean, Jamal Murray's time, finally turning that corner into being that consistent all-star player. I mean, I don't see what's not to love here about the Nuggets. I think that they might win the Western. I wouldn't be shocked if they won the Western Conference next year. Yeah, I think the Clippers' biggest problem has honestly been when Montrezl Harrell's been on the floor. He has like a negative like 50 plus minus for the series. It's been bad when he's been on the floor. I think they need to limit his minutes tonight. But ultimately, I think the Clippers are going to blow them out tonight, to be honest with you. I don't think the Clippers are going to mess around. The Nuggets erased two um, over 15-point leads in the third quarter. I mean, I don't see the Clippers letting their foot off the gas this time. I think they're going to keep going and going and going. But... If Doc Rivers blows this, it's going to be the second time now that he's blown a 3-1 to one lead in the second round of the playoffs. I mean, I think you kind of, Doc Rivers might be on the hot seat a little bit.
Yeah, no, absolutely. I think Kawhi will step it up, though, and get the job done the night. I think that the Clippers will figure things out. I mean, I just feel like they're too talented not to, but ultimately that's what I think is going to happen. We will wait to talk Clippers, Lakers until it actually happens or Nuggets, Lakers, whichever one there is. But you have anything else you want to say before we get out of here? Yeah, no, I think it's going to be bad if they don't too, but ultimately, trust me, they're going to get it done. I'm not worried about it. But, hey, I appreciate everyone tuning into this episode. Um, Kobe, appreciate you coming on once again, man, talk some NBA with me. Yep, until then, we'll see everyone soon, and I hope everyone enjoys the games.